Hello, Minnesota Twins fans and baseball fans everywhere. Welcome to episode 9 of Minnesota Twins Chat. I am your host, Troy Larson, and once again, we have a special episode. This time, we're going to have the hosts of the Detroit Tigers podcast, Michigan and Trumbo on. And these guys, their names are Alex Freeman and Luke Jaconis. So we get into some various topics. Uh, uh, we, we even talk about how they got started with their podcasts and talked a little bit about the Detroit Tigers. And by the way, folks, I think... I'm recording this tonight on Thursday, the 29th of June. I think on Monday, the episode that they interviewed me for will be released. So just look for Michigan and Trumbo wherever you listen to your podcasts, and uh, you should find it. So I believe that uh, that's going to be released this Monday. So... Just stay tuned, and you'll get plenty of Twins discussion on there. We didn't talk as much about the Twins on here, but still, it was an interesting conversation. So, folks, sit back, relax, and listen to my discussion with Alex Freeman and Luke Jaconis, hosts of Michigan and Trumbull. Joining me here on Minnesota Twins Chad are two Detroit Tigers fans, Alex Freeman and Luke Jaconis. Uh, Luke, am I, am I saying your last name right? You are. You got it right, Troy. <laughs> Thanks. And they host a podcast called Michigan and Trumbull. And and here's the thing, guys. I, I And I'm going to ask you this here in a minute. But when I was searching for your podcast on the internet, I found a pizza place that apparently is in Detroit called Michigan and Trumbo. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh-huh. And so, and I'm just curious, but uh, have you guys eaten there? Or not uh, yet? Um, but not I, yet, but that's a great idea. Yeah, like we haven't we haven't actually talked. To this. this is the first time we're talking about this. Uh, we're we're planning to be in Detroit for uh, Miguel Cabrera's final. But it's probably going to be his final home game as a Tiger. They're much more in the playoff chase than um, I thought they would be at this moment. But uh, obviously, I think I think putting a stop at Michigan and Trumbull Pizza on the itinerary for that weekend is is a must do. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, we got a. I, I never even thought about that. You know, it's funny. We have a few times. I don't know if you remember this, Alex, but like on Facebook and Instagram in particular, <laughs> um, when we first like created all of our accounts, we would get tagged and stuff all the time. And I would get excited because I'm like, oh, man, we've only been on Instagram for like a week or two and people are tagging us. They like what we're doing. <laughs> and then you go and look at it and it's like someone be like, mm, great slice of great slice of sausage here at Michigan and Trumbull. And it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, but it is what it is. So, yeah, we definitely got to try the pizza place over there in October. That's a must. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, I did see on your website if you're moving, but I don't know if it's recent or maybe a few months ago. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't really look at that much, but. Yeah, it sounds like they have uh, quite a selection. But so 
I'm just curious, how did you guys come up with the name of your podcast? So uh, Michigan and Trumbull is the old home of uh, Tiger Stadium. And until the Tigers moved to Comerica Park for the 2000 season, that is where the Detroit Tigers played baseball in Detroit. It's where where Navin Field was, which then became um, ultimately Tiger Stadium uh, at the end of life. So it was it was the baseball at the corner of Michigan and Trumbull was the long history of the Detroit Tigers for uh, 99 seasons. Yeah, and uh, there were quite a few good players that played there. Uh, Ty Cobb and Harry Heilman and uh, Al Kaline, uh, Denny McLean. Um, I mean, Jack Morris pitched there. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, there, there, there are plenty more. Justin Verlander and, of course, uh, Miguel Cabrera. That's just a few. Uh, I can name more like Hank Greenberg. So, But I think the place to start start so we were so we were on your podcast um discussing uh, various tigers and twins topics but guys where did you expect the the detroit tigers to be this year as far as in the standings as far as performing where did you guys expect them to be uh let's start with you alex yeah i i anticipated that this is not that far off of my expectations necessarily. Um, I think the big surprise for me is how legitimately in the hunt for the central that they are. And so the kind of root cause of my frustration is that the central is so winnable this year that I wish they were two, two years ahead of where, where the team actually feels like they are at the moment. Um, I do in the preseason episode, I have to relook at our, at my picks. I do believe I, I had the Tigers making a wild card spot. Now, obviously with how good the East, uh, has, has turned out to be, uh, I don't think anyone except for, uh, you know, the rest of the East is going to be the wild card teams. Uh, so the route to the playoffs for the Tigers is to win the Central, but, you know, I, I anticipated them to be in the mix. Um, just maybe not necessarily in this way. Look, yeah, I, I was a lot more pessimistic. Um, m- my history as a as a Tiger fan is I don't want to say complicated because it makes it sound much more dramatic than it is. But for many many seasons, I I I followed um, naively, and I always thought even if they were projected to win fifty five games, I was like, ah, forget the projections. This is these are the Tigers. They're going to find a way to. Uh, you know, figure it all out and, you know, they're going to win the division and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they haven't had a winning season since 2016. So how did those how did those goals and optimism, how did that treat me? Not very well. So I went into this season um, a lot more pessimistic and I think maybe realistic is the best way to look at it. Um, I kept saying better than last year, 2022, not as good as 2021, which was A.J. Hinch's first year at the helmet for the Tigers, um, where I think they ended up winning 77 or 78 games. They were floating right around 500, um, especially in the months of August and September. They made some really nice late season pushes. That was obviously the season Miggy hit his 500th home run. Um, so, yeah, I shouldn't be that upset with the team right now um, because they are probably playing to my expectations. I think my frustration also is spot on with what Alex said, seeing how crappy the AL Central is 
all they have to do is just play at a mediocre level of baseball, maybe even just using the words okay level, and I think they could be running away with the division based off how everyone else is performing. But they're not doing that, and uh, they're they're just kind of fueling into the fire, so to speak, um, of just the mediocrity. But yeah, that, that was my goals coming into the season. Better than last year, not as good as the prior season. I think I had them, I definitely did not have them winning a wild card spot. I don't, I don't know, Alex must have been drinking the night we recorded that podcast because <laughs> I don't know why he thought that. Um, but I, I think I probably had them around 71 or 72 wins on the year, which if the season, you know, continues to go as it's been, I think that's definitely a possibility. You know, I was looking at the, uh, injuries for the Tigers earlier, earlier this afternoon. It sounds like you're going to get some of your starting pitching back, um, pretty soon. Uh, in particular, Eduardo Rodriguez. And uh, the school ball, I know, is coming back. And maybe mm-hmm. a little later, Spencer Torgels. No, not Torgels. And uh, Spencer Turnbull. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hopefully, you know, it, it's it's one of these things where the Tigers, you know, you can talk about the actual, you know, numbers and the talent and our people growing from last season. This That's a whole different conversation. But one thing I know Alex and I both said was, there's no way that 2023 can be as bad as 2022 in terms of injuries. And once again, we were wrong uh, because it just seems that every single pitcher is just down. I think the only pitcher, no, I, I don't think there's been a single pitcher that at some point in time hasn't started either on the aisle or has gone to the aisle. I was going to say Michael Lorenzen, but he started the season on the aisle. He missed his first one or two starts. Yep, um, I think the only per- I think the only pitcher who didn't get hurt this season that has been here the entirety up until recently would have been Joey Wentz, but he was so atrocious that they were like we he was one and eight I want to say with like almost a seven ERA, and I don't care how banged up he, the rotation's been, they they had to send him down to Toledo for his own good. Um, but I think he was the only pitcher um, who started in the rotation uh, back in April that didn't get hurt. And uh, that just kind of tells you everything you know about how this season has gone for them in terms of injury when he's the only guy who could stay healthy. So, yeah, hopefully I think Scooble might be back this weekend. Matt Manning just came back and pitched pretty well against the Rangers. If they can get Erod and Fiedo and Brisky, um, Turnbull, I think the only guy you're not going to see this year is Casey Mize. Unless they really turn a corner and they're making a playoff push and he's ready to come back in September, I don't think he'll play this season, and that's probably for the best. But, yeah, the other guys I just mentioned, Scooble, Fido, Brisky, hopefully Turnbull, Erod. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll we'll be seeing them back with the Tigers, which will be some much-needed reinforcements and some help. You know, the Twins the uh, twins, uh, no broadcasters were talking about how the Tigers could look different come around August. And, by, you know, and here's the thing, guys. A, a thing to look at with injuries, it's like getting a trade. Um, it's like making a trade in a way because you're you, you can't you could be getting a good player back that maybe you were missing earlier in the season. And to your point about the, the Tigers, you know, possibly winning the AL Central. Well, my Minnesota Twins they have not exactly been they have not exactly been performing up to my expectations. And you know, we were talking about that on on your episode. Um, which is going to be released at some point, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, 
I guess for the and oh yeah, uh, didn't uh, uh, did you? Uh, I don't think you mentioned Matthew Boyd on the Tigers. I think he's going to have Tommy John too. Uh, that's another. Yeah, he just yeah he just had Tommy John. They so this past series against the Rangers where they miraculously split the series because that Rangers team is phenomenal. Game one, they lost Matthew Boyd and it turned into an impromptu bullpen day. And then it turned out that it was going to be um, Tommy John. So he's done for all of this year and probably next year. And honestly, Matthew Boyd, one of the nicest, best human beings in all of baseball. I hope I'm wrong and I say this. I think that might be the last time we ever see Matthew Boyd pitch in the major leagues. I could be wrong, but, you know, he's by no means a young rookie. He's been around the block a while now. Wasn't lights out to begin with. And just given the injuries that he's had these last couple of seasons, the fact that he's probably done until 2025, I would not be surprised if that's curtains on his career. Um, can't say enough about him as a human being. He's like literally one of the best human beings ever. He does so much good charitable work, I believe, with his wife and his family. Um, great dude. Just had a very interesting career pitching-wise with injuries. But they lost Boyd on Monday. They had Matt Manning come back and pitch pretty well Tuesday. Joey Wentz got blown out yesterday, Wednesday. And then Reese Olsen, who's only in his, I think, fourth or fifth start in his major league career, exited in the second inning today because a comebacker hit him right off the shin. Um, Now, I think from what I read on Tiger's Twitter, uh, x-rays were negative. So hopefully it's just a really bad bruise and he's sore and he'll be back because they need him. They Honestly, they just truly need him right now. Um, so hopefully he's back, but yeah, it's just, it's been brutal. So, but you're exactly right, Troy, Matthew Boyd, another guy you can add to the list. That's, that's done for the year with the Tigers and pitching. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, it seemed like the Tigers have more injuries than my Minnesota twins when it comes to pitching, but, but yet my twins, they, they always seem to get injuries too. Like, uh, uh, Monday, no Saturday, Jose, Jose Adelion, he's, he's mm-hmm. all, um, yep. Yep, he's a, a pitcher, and now he's got Tommy John and Brock Stewart. Now he's injured, and uh, uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But um, I, I think uh, let, let's talk. Um, you know, the Twins made that uh, Joey Wentz uh, look like a superstar, I believe, uh, in one of the outings at at uh, Target Field, if I'm not mistaken, uh, back two weeks ago. Um, but I don't know. I guess that speaks to how poor we, my uh, Minnesota Twins are doing. Um, and I don't know if you've seen how many times the the the, the uh, teams have been striking out. The Twins have struck out 838 times. The Tigers, meanwhile, they're in 10th place. And by the way, the Twins are leading the uh, uh, major leagues in strikeouts. But the Tigers are in 10th place at 720. And and actually, 715 of those are Javier Baez's, which is pretty remarkable. <laughs> well, all on what all on what would have been ball four, I'm sure. Yeah, slider outside of the zone. That's probably how it was. Well, it just seemed like a lot of teams strike out outside. Um, I mean, uh, swing it to me, pitch it outside of his own rubber. But... Um, there's a couple of players that are the Tigers that were at one time either in the Twins system or on the Twins team. Uh, the, the one I'm thinking of is Jonathan Scope. Uh, what can you tell me uh, about him and how he is? Uh, Alex, performed? you want to talk about Scopey or you want me to? Yeah, I can talk about Scope. Yeah. Um, for for the past couple of seasons, we have absolutely 
um, enjoyed Jonathan Scope is what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say love. It was not always love. Um, but when he came in, one-year deal with the Tigers, that then became a, a, a two-year deal um, for the team, got extended. We were ecstatic when, we, when he got extended. Um, but since that extension, it it has not been good. And this year in particular, it's it's been surprising how long Scope has uh, remained with the team um, just because he's, he's, he, for some reason has not been able to get it back together from where he was in um, even that, tw- that 2020 COVID season um, where it was, it was very exciting to have Jonathan scope. And now it's, he's, he's there, but un- unfortunately would, would sort of love to see the Tigers move on from him. I think with scope too, and Al- everything Alex said is correct. You know, and I, I can't believe not to say these words, Troy, on your podcast. So you you really are a good host that you're getting me to say what I'm about to say. I don't blame Al Avila for the scope extension. And I know that's maybe blasphemy uh, among Tigers fandom because everyone hates Al Avila and myself included. The man's a complete idiot. Um, but, you know, where scope was in 2021 having a career year, the extension made sense. It made sense at that point in time because... They had just gotten A.J. Hinched. The team was playing pretty well. They weren't a 500 team, but they were very, very scrappy. They had a fun summer of baseball. Scope was a big part of it. So logically, you extend the guy for two years, and unfortunately, it just seems anytime the Tigers sign someone, extend someone, whatever, it just completely goes to hell in a handbasket, and that's no better way personified than Jonathan Scope, who was brutal last year and somehow even worse this year. And I honestly am wondering if he doesn't get the Nomar Mazzara treatment here in a couple of weeks. Uh, Mazzara was with the Tigers the entirety of the first half of the season in 2021. And then I felt like when they came out of the All-Star break, like they looked at the roster like, oh my God, this guy's still here. We got to get rid of him. So they dumped him. And I feel like that might be Scope's uh, kind of future in the next couple of weeks. But then also you can make the argument too of who do they bring in to replace him? They've got a young prospect up in AAA right now named Colt Keith, and I think as much as Tigers fans want to see him up, myself included, I think he's going to be in Toledo for a while still um, while he kind of earns his stripes there. So it's interesting with Scope. I I like him. I loved him in 2020. Loved him in 2021. He had a great year in 2021. But the last two seasons, the decline has been incredibly noticeable, and um, it's just not been great. And this will be, if he's not gone by the end of the season, there's absolutely no shot that he's back in 2024. So uh, if you're a big Tigers and Jonathan Scope fan, I would say enjoy these last couple of weeks with him because he may not even make it to October, let alone be back in a Tigers uniform next season. Okay, and the other former Minnesota Twins I want to bring up is um, Akil Badu. Um, When he came up with the Tigers in 2021, he was, uh, he had a pretty hot start. Uh, What can you guys uh, tell me about him. Yeah, Badu is, he's, he's another one that again, 2021 was, was the year of some guys breakouts, some guys career best. I think of a guy like Robbie Grossman who had a career year that season, Uh, Eric Haas who really kind of burst onto the scene that season, but Akil Badu definitely is another one of those names you'd put up there. Um, I'm more lenient with Akil Badu than I am with a guy like Jonathan Scope. Cause at this point, I think Scope's major league career is it, it's reaching, uh, it's reaching its sunset. Whereas I feel like Akil Badu 
there is still potentially something there. Do I think you put him in your starting lineup or he's one of your, you know, outfielders on an everyday basis and you're going to win a World Series with a guy like Akil Badu? No, but I do think as a backup outfielder, a pinch runner late in the game, he does add a bit of explosiveness um, that I think the Tigers could really use, especially especially in terms of speed because they don't have a ton in the speed category this season. I, but I like Badu. I don't think he is, you know, the next future Hall of Famer, but I think there is still something to be said there. Although I think even his hourglass is kind of starting to turn in the negative direction too. Yeah. And I, just to add there, I mean, he's probably one of the best stories of the 2021 season um, that we had. That was, it was very exciting as he, as he came up, as he made his debut, great fun. He, he, you know, uh, went yard in his debut. It was a great time. Uh, and then looking, looking at the stat, like obviously he's on the, he's on <laughs> what Tiger isn't. He's on the IL right now on the 10 day. Um, but, you know, looking at the stat line for him, he has definitely improved from 2022. Um, and so I think that if he can kind of continue on this trajectory, that exactly what Luke said, I think he's a really good piece to have, um, especially in regard to, having some speed in the base paths that they, the roster definitely does not have. Um, and I should, I should probably ask about, uh, Miguel Cabrera, you know, this is his last season. Uh, and, uh, he is, he looks like he's headed for a baseball hall of fame. Um, what can you guys, uh, tell me about, uh, Miguel Cabrera and how he has done with the, uh, Detroit Tigers. Uh, he, he's been with him since, uh, 2007, I believe. Uh, was it? Yeah, months? I think they got him in the 07 off season, and then he's, I think, 08. It was like 07 off season into the 08 season. So, yeah, you're pretty much spot on. Yep. yep. Yeah, I think. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Alex, do you have a. I mean, obviously, we know how we feel about Miggy, but like, I guess we've never, like, we've yet to say, like, our farewell to him, you know, which we're going to have to do here in a couple of months. I mean, I'll just keep it short and sweet, and it's not a super great answer he's a hall of famer he's in my opinion he is the best hitter i've ever seen in my lifetime now you could make an argument that shohei otane or mike trout may take that mantle from him especially shohei given what he's doing in baseball right now but miguel cabrera is in my opinion the greatest tiger of all time no disrespect to al Kaline, alan trammell willie horton um you know but i just i just think miggy is 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 the goat so to so to speak in, in terms of tigers tigers baseball um he was my favorite player next to pudge rodriguez and he will be sorely sorely missed and uh it's gonna suck when he's gone although it's time but uh, yeah he's he's a hall of famer he's the best tigers hitter uh, in my opinion of all time how you two decided to create uh to come into a podcast i think what we should start with uh Luke and Alex, uh, you, you two come from different backgrounds. I uh, mean, um, well, I'll let you two guys tell you about, tell listeners about it. But you're both Tiger fans, but yet you grew up in different places. And uh, so, uh, tell us kind of about where you grew up, and then uh, how you met, and then, uh, then what gave you the idea to uh, start the a podcast. Yeah, um, I'll I'll start because my my journey to being a Tigers fan is much more uh, quote unquote normal um, in that I was I was born in Michigan. I was raised a Tigers fan. Both of my 
grandmothers loved listening to the tigers on the radio it was kind of their favorite way to spend a, a summer's day um and uh when i when i first when i first moved away from home i was you know i was not a massive baseball fan growing up uh i i played lacrosse um but when i first kind of moved away from home uh after after college um i really started to uh you know placate some homesickness with watching and listening to detroit sports and kind of like refell fell in love with the tigers right in that kind of 0809 uh 2010 those years um a really exciting time to be a tigers fan uh and come back into it and and then uh Luke and I eventually meet when when I go to grad school and Luke is an undergrad. So I'll let Luke kind of pick up the story there and then we can re-meet at Western Illinois University. Yeah. So I, my, yeah, my, my road to being a Tigers fan is, is very different and obscure. I'm from the Chicagoland area. I pretty much lived there my entire life up until these last few years when I uh, moved to Florida. Um, so growing up, you know, everyone was a Cubs fan, a White Sox fan, et cetera. And I was, I come from a big baseball family. My dad coached me. He's a diehard Cardinal fan. Uh, my grandfather's a diehard Cub fan. My grandfather actually uh, pitched in low, 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 low level A for the Baltimore Orioles uh, when he got out of the Marine Corps. Um, but my route to the Tigers uh, actually comes from Pud Rodriguez uh, in 2003 when the Cubs and the Marlins were playing each other in the playoffs. I went to school and just to be different, for whatever reason to be different, I didn't want to root for the Cubs. I uh, wanted to root for the Marlins, and I was vaguely kind of familiar with Pudge, but I also just thought the name Pudge was cool, and he was a catcher, and everyone was like, oh, so you're a, you're a, a Pudge fan. I was like, yeah, 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 and then the next season, he left the Marlins and went to the Tigers, so then all my buddies were giving me crap, like, well, you're a Pudge fan. Are you going to be a Tigers fan now? And because I'm a stubborn man at times to time, even as a nine-year-old, I was like, yep, so I followed him to Detroit. And uh, the rest is history. I became a Tigers fan mainly because of Pud Rodriguez, and I was a stubborn child. So, kind of that's my 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 route to the Detroit Tigers. And then we and then we met at Western Illinois University, where I was getting a graduate degree in theater, and Luke was uh, getting an undergraduate degree in theater. And uh, you know, kind of throughout our time there, talked baseball at times. Both knew that we were Tigers fans, and then kind of uh, uh, post. Uh, post school and heading into we you know we were hanging out with some friends in uh early 2020 um and said hey you know it'd be great let's start it let's start a detroit tigers podcast and so we like you know like let's seriously let's do it uh so we started a show in in march uh the first week of march in 2020 and then uh you know by episode two there wasn't going to be a baseball season but we we stuck around and and here we are today continuing to podcast about the the powerhouse detroit tigers yeah four seasons in and we're still we're still around we we've 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 we battled through covid and a lockout so uh you know i think we're you know i think we're i don't know what will happen next year i guess ever ever it seems every other year there's always some sort of Thing that delays the season so i'm excited to see what that'll be in 2024 sounds good yes uh so uh so luke um i i was listening to some of your parts of some of the episodes and i learned that you are current uh you are currently living in the naples florida area which is by fort myers um 
Uh, are you, and uh, if you're still, still living there, um, what can you tell us about the recovery from uh, Hurricane Ian? Yeah, it's it was it was a crazy time. Uh, when I, I moved down here for some context in January of 2021, and I don't think that entire year we had anything more than a tropical storm. I think we maybe had one or two, and they were just essentially kind of rumpier thunderstorms for an extra hour. I don't know. They, they were they were nothing. They were essentially just glorified thunderstorms. Uh, the same cannot be said for for last fall in Hurricane Ian. Uh, it was it was pretty scary. It was my first hurricane down here, and boy did I pick a doozy to make my debut with. Um, but it, it was scary. Uh, there was a lot of damage. I was lucky. I was lucky where I was at in Naples. Luckily, I was far enough away from everything that my home wasn't damaged. Um, car wasn't damaged. No personal property, things like that. Some of my coworkers were not as fortunate. Um, they did lose homes, uh, cars. Um, luck- luckily, no casualties or anything like that with people I knew um, from from the hurricane. But it definitely was serious. But it, people more so in Fort Myers. Um, Sarasota, Venice, Sanibel Island, Cape Coral, uh, they they really suffered a lot from it, and they're still kind of rebuilding now. Downtown Naples flooded, um, but within a few days, you know, water was gone, and even some businesses were back open. But scary times, and uh, in terms of recovery, there's still a lot that's being recovered and, and, and worked at and being, you know, rehabbed and rebuilding, especially on those kind of places right on the water, like the Fort Myers, Cape Coral. So, I was very, very lucky, and a lot of people weren't, which is which is unfortunate to say. But yeah, it was definitely nothing to fool around with. It was pretty scary, for sure. Um, well, guys, uh, it was good uh, having you on the show to talk baseball. Um, obviously, we obviously we share a lot in common um, because both our teams are not performing all that well. Um, so where can the listeners find your podcast, uh, Michigan and Trumbo? Yeah, you can find us on uh, most social medias. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at uh, Mish underscore Trumbull pod. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, which is is mostly Luke's domain at Mish underscore Trumbull. Um, and you can also go to michiganandtrumbull.substack.com where you can uh, subscribe to, to get email notifications about episodes as they come out and, and and potentially some other stuff we're we're playing around with some ideas for what that can be but also michigan and trumbull on any podcast platform where you're listening sounds good well guys it was great having you on uh maybe uh we'll, we'll do this again next year uh so thanks guys for uh, being here absolutely thank you troy yeah, thank you troy this concludes episode nine of minnesota twins chat I am your host, Troy Larson. That was a wonderful conversation with Alex Freeman and Luke Draconis, hosts of Michigan and Trumbull, a Detroit Tigers podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, I do plan on recording an episode with Dad. Sort of a look at the twins before the All-Star break and where we need to improve. Uh, The Twins have not been doing very well. And uh, and what's happening changes this weekend in Baltimore and next week against Kansas City. Uh, The Twins have not been playing very well. So, uh, So yeah, look for that episode to drop and 
I'll be working on getting this podcast out to some of the podcasting platforms I still need to get to. So be patient if it's not on there. And if you subscribe to this podcast, you can grab the RSS feed from Podbean and copy into your favorite podcast app if it's not there. So a couple of quick things before I sign off. If you'd like to email the show, the email address is mntwinschat, the number 48, at gmail.com. That's mntwinschat, the number 48, at gmail.com. And also, we have a fan page on Facebook. Just follow the podcast. Search for Minnesota Twins Chat on Facebook. Now for my guests, Alex Freeman and Luke Draconis. I am Troy Larson. So on, everybody. <laughs>